Hey guys, welcome to Unleash Podcast, brought to you by Hidden Gen, where we talk about how to unleash your hidden potential. I'm your host, Yuri Diogenes, and we have a great episode for you today, featuring Ken Alamon. Thank you, Ken, for being on today. Very welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Before we jump into today's topic, we would like to invite you to subscribe to this podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Also, you can... Uh, if you live in the DFW area and you have not visited uh, Hidden Gen, you can drop by Hidden Gen, go to the website hiddengen.net and get a free trial, one day free trial. So make sure to visit us. And you can always find all these podcasts on the Hidden Gen homepage, hiddengen.net. All right, so let's get started here, Ken. Um, and I want you to start with a very basic question. Uh, actually, a set of questions to be more precise. Let's start with uh, to set the stage for our listeners. What is metabolic test, and why is this important for me? Metabolic test. Um, I'll put it this way: every body is different, so uh, w a lot of people make estimates, and for example, how much they should be eating, mm -hmm. and. For example, if you and I are both five foot eight, we're and we're both within five pounds of each other, we might, you know, a uh, registered dietitian will tell us to eat the, the same things, um, to have the same macronutrient uh, breakdown uh, of a sixty percent carbs, for twenty percent fat and twenty percent protein, for example. Uh, but you and I know our stress levels, maybe our ages are different as well. Uh, our our training history might be different, and so metabolic testing look, takes a deeper um, takes a deeper look into your body and how your body burns sugar versus fat. How your body, we like to use the word, metabolizes energy. Mm, okay. Where does your force come from? So there, that's what metabolic testing is. It it figures out a more exact way that you use your energy. Uh, whether it be at rest or during exercise. Okay, so, and, and of course, uh, you already probably with this, you already explained uh, both things. So it, it is, what uh, this is the definition and it is good for you because you will understand precisely uh, what uh, type of uh, diet you need in order to, for example, lose weight or gain muscle because you know your metabolic, uh, 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 you have this metabolic test into uh, establish that correct correct exactly that so it's um, we have two types of testing we do resting metabolic testing and also active metabolic tests mm -hmm. and so uh, both of them have different uh, focuses and we can talk about that now or uh, no yeah that'll be a great it's a great uh, segue for this topic because that will be my, my, my follow-up question the type of tests and the difference between those two tests Yep. So, uh, resting metabolic assessment uh, or test is it basically how many calories do you burn doing nothing, doing nothing at all? And just for an example, as a toddler burns around fourteen hundred calories doing nothing. Wow. During the day. and so many people get on this really on the on these small diets, and then they eat five hundred calories, eight hundred calories, and if a toddler burns fourteen hundred calories it needs to be consuming around that amount as well. And for us adults, uh, we, of course, 
I put a mask on you basically and I measure the amount of oxygen versus carbon dioxide that, that you use. And with that, we can determine how many calories you burn doing nothing. And then we do make an estimate of how many calories you burn during doing regular activities through the day. And then we can estimate as well how many you burn during exercise. So that would be the resting metabolic assessment. We measured doing nothing, and then we estimated up from there. Okay. Uh, and then on top of that, we also see, we can also look at if you're burning sugar versus fat when you're, uh, while you take the test. At rest? At rest. Is this, is this a, a value that you are able to find through this test? Is the same as when I'm sleeping? For example, if I'm sleeping, I'll probably this, will we have the same metabolic rate. When, during rest, actually, your, your metabolic rates drop. Um, and you primarily burn pretty much always 80, 80 to 90% fat when you're, when you're sleeping. Um, so actually, it's just a resting laying down, doing nothing. If I'm sitting on this chair, just like this, doing nothing at all, I will burn around 16 to 1800 calories. And I'm going to give that range of 16 to 1800 calories. But when I do the actual test, it gives me more of an exact number. And if I burn sugar versus fat. Okay. And when you say 16 to 800 calories, is this like per hour or oh, the whole day oh the whole day so the metabolic test is based on how much you're gonna burn throughout the day correct okay and uh but uh so how do you do the calculation to take in consideration the nighttime because you just said that the nighttime is uh, a little bit different it's going to be a little bit different and you will be burning more fat at that time mm -hmm. Um, it does calculate it for a 24-hour period, mm. and so when you're, it, it's just different when you're when you're sleeping. We, we don't really consume anything, or, or um, and we want to burn fat during that time anyway. So we're not too worried about that at that point. Is th is this maybe the reason people say when you are sleeping you you're gonna lose fat and, and sleeping more is a good thing because you burn more fat, or is this a myth? Um, no, you, you do burn more fat, but it's also you also burn anywhere from 1.2 to maybe 1.5 calories per minute, and which is very, very, very low. Um, so if you want to burn fat, you really want to do that during the day when you're awake. Um, and you and I know, and you, we've seen it all over the place, it takes uh, proper nutrition to do that as well. Right. So we're going to talk about the, the things that will impact how you how you how your body uses sugar versus fat later on as well we'll get into that discussion mm -hmm. so that's the resting okay so now let's go to the active so the active metabolic assessment is gives you your training zones um where you so all, i'll put it this way you're, we're always burning fat we're always burning sugars we're never we're we need both of those uh sources of energy but there's a point when you're exercising, especially where you cross over and your sugar burn crosses your fat burn and it switches at that point. Uh, so I find that switching point where you burn, well, I find the point where you're burning the most fat per minute. I find the point where you cross over from your fat burn 
two sugar burn as a majority. And then I find the peak as well where you stop, now I wouldn't say stop burning fat, but you primarily burn fat at a 90 to 95% level where that's your peak. Wow. When you're, oh, sorry, burning sugars. When you're burning sugars at a 95% level. So that's your peak. And you can you shouldn't be able to last more than two minutes at that point. Really? Two minutes? Yeah. Wow. Maybe, maybe even shorter. Well, but when you say you should not, uh, it's not you could not, right? It's like, what is the, the consequence of going more than that? Once you get beyond, so I'm pretty sure most people have heard of bonking or people passing out during exercise or people even getting dizzy. So once your blood sugar drops, so let me put it this way. Once you start burning so much sugar, your body goes into a panic and says, holy crap, I need to reset because you're burning too much sugar and you need to replenish that source of energy. So a couple of things will happen. Um, number one, you could pass out. So when you pass out, it's, it's not a good thing, but it's also a good thing at the same time because when you pass out, your body says, you don't have enough sugars. I'm going to make you pass out so that you don't die. <laughs> so you stop, right? <laughs> it's like the body say, hey, stop right now. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a reset button. Yeah, uh, it's interesting when I put it that way. But you know, um, I, I don't know. We don't like to say it that way, but it's it's pretty accurate. Your body says reset, stop it. Uh, it get, does give you warnings of um, giving you dizziness mm -hmm. because getting lightheaded. You don't have enough energy in that in that brain uh, to function properly. And then what happens afterwards as well after a stressful event, whether it be exercise or work or a drastic family event, uh, your body, go, again, still goes into a panic, burns a lot of sugars, and then what happens afterwards, you crave the sugars as well, which goes into the nutrition side of things. So many times, if you work out too hard, it will also make you crave what you're burning, which is normally the sugars. Wow, that's super interesting. Now, that uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, so you can go to that state not only by exercise. You can go to that state only, for example, if you are too stressed, you can go to that state. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, the favorite time for a lot of people who work in offices, especially if they work in sales offices, is Thursday or Friday nights where they have happy hours uh, because they've had such a stressful week and they tell their workmates, they tell their buddies, hey, Let's go happy hour because they need a drink. They want to replenish those sugars that they've been burning that whole time. Um, and their mind just needs a break and they want to replenish with sugars and alcohol or it just makes them feel good. Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So when you do the active test, how long it takes to, to find those results? Is, is, a, is a full workout or... The person will go for a, spe uh, a specific routine, like 10, 15 minutes. How, how long it takes and what do you do? So the program that I use when I do this is called Pinoe. That's P-N-O-E. Um, and I put them on uh, a treadmill, elliptical, Stairmaster row, row machine, um, the assault bike. We can put them any cardio machine. They, they can actually do it running, uh, period, if they have something steady that they run on, um, even, even if it's outside. Um, and it doesn't take more than 15 minutes to get everything done. 
Now it does take another, for me to get the proper report back, it does take another 20, 40, 48 hours, uh, business hours to mm -hmm. get that. And I work with a team um, of a registered dietitian, a, uh, an educator, and uh, someone who puts the reports together, we make sure that everything looks good. Yeah, but the actual test uh, through the assault bike and all this stuff is 15 minutes. Yep, 15, well, I'll, put, I'll say 10 to 15 minutes, depending on how long one will last. And I say that much because, for example, if someone is deconditioned, um, they might not last but eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, but it, there is also the opposite, right? If the person has a really good condition, the heart rate doesn't go uh, high really fast, it's going to take a while, right? Exactly. And um, it's different for, again, it's different for everybody. So someone would tell me, so just to let you know, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll let my age go. Um, I'm 42 years old. Um, and I think I'm in pretty good condition. Yeah, I thought you were like 30, man. Hey, man, uh, thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll send you a gift card later on. But the, uh, a gift card to get a metabolic test. Yes, cool. Uh, so, but imagine someone who's, who the last time they worked out was when they were 25 years old, yeah. same age as me, even same height. They might even be the same weight as me. They're just deconditioned. How long they will they they won't last as long on the on whatever cardio equipment compared to me? It yeah. would just be different, yeah. and vice versa. Uh, someone who is a super athlete, uh, but same age as me, mm -hmm. will last a lot longer than me. It, it, everybody is different. That's what's so interesting about it, and every heart rate will adjust differently. And, and for how long you've been doing this? Just for out of curiosity. Man, I used to work for a different company uh, before I went out on my own. I, I was doing that for four years somewhere else. And then now I've been doing this by myself for the past, really past seven, eight months. Um, so so if all that all the experience that you have uh, more than four years or five years, let's just say five, doing this, what was like the worse and the best case scenario of testing right like the guy was like two minutes and he was already dead so you know something like that what was the worst in the in the best condition that you ever seen i mean honestly, the, the best that i've seen they went on for 20 minutes and i i had to tell them we're done because uh, you but were you able to collect all the data that you needed yeah, well, I, I did, but it, we didn't get to. So we have something called the RER where we see that you're burning a 1.0, well, a, a quote-unquote 100% sugars. Once you're burning that amount of sugars for like anywhere from 30, 20 to 30 seconds, I'm like, we're done. We're good. Um, I had a military guy that I was training, and that that's I mean, he, was a, he was just a beast of nature. And once he reached the 0.95 where his body started to panic, that, that would be bodies starting to stress out. Here we go, we're putting out, we're going pushing in 95%. His body suddenly dropped down. The measurement went down to a 50-50 again. His wow. Body, he put himself, I saw him, he closed his eyes and goes, goes took, took a deep breath and then just kept going. So he went, he dropped down to a 50%. That's I, incredible. Wow. And he, I mean, he was a, he was a um, Marine. So he, he trained his body to de-accelerate the level Correct. of stress. That's amazing. It, That's it, it. I, 
I can't explain it. It's just amazing. I mean, aside from freak of nature, and I'm sure that's how they, they're trained to do that. Uh, but I remember seeing those numbers. It went to a 0.95, 0.96, and suddenly it went down to a 50-50. Is this, some, is this something that when the person is doing you, you are like looking on the fly uh, or you have the result later? No, I'm, I'm looking at it on the fly. So I have my iPad out as well. Mm. So it's signal directly to my iPad and I see the exact numbers uh, that's coming out. Um, so I can read it using... I can read it using uh, raw data, but we can also use it. Uh, I mean, it, of course, the the client would rather see a report, but I can also look at the raw data. That's awesome. And and, and the worst case is like what one minute, two minutes. <laughs> uh, the worst case was around a, a three minute warm up, and then after that, they were done. Um, wow. Like, so we know where to start, uh, which is lower than that, and then we'll just go from there. So we can still make them better. Um, after that, of course. Yeah. So based on this, uh, it, to me, it's it pretty clear that your metabolic rate can improve over time oh, based on your physical condition. So, for example, if someone goes with you, you get that metabolic rate. That's not a definitive metabolic rate, right? If that person is continuing improving his uh, cardiovascular condition, everything. You. So the question that I I want to follow up is. How often do you recommend a person to do that test? Depending on their training style and what they do and also what their goals are, hmm. um, test anywhere from every month to every three months uh, and every maybe every six months. So for someone who uh, is trying to prepare for a half marathon or a marathon, for example, and it's that marathon is in October, um, I would test them this week, three months from now, which is June, and then I'll test them maybe a month before, just to make sure uh, that they're ready to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'll base their training. I'll play. I'll base their training plan on that. So, uh, what speed should they be running at? How? What do we need to improve that and all that? Yeah, I noticed that you always bring the example of marathon. Uh, but it, does the same principle applies to, for example, bodybuilders that they? Uh, because bodybuilding is a completely whole different thing, right? So how do you approach uh, this type of training? When it comes to bodybuilders, it is a little different as far as their programming uh, because they, st they still do cardio. And people forget uh, that the heart is a muscle. Yep. So when I do metabolic conditioning training, I want people to think that I'm training their hearts. Hmm. So put it this way. The stronger your heart is, people think heart strength is how long can I keep my heart rate up as long as yeah, high as long as possible. It's actually how fast can I get my heart to recover after a stressful situation, whether it be on the treadmill, elliptical, assault bike, row machine, squats. Um, how fast can I get it to recover? So, in other words, how fast can you go from that peak? to go back to uh, normal condition. Exactly. Uh, how fast does it go down? How fast does it go down and how, what does it go down to? So those are things that we can measure. Mm. Uh, so when I do heart rate training, when you stress your heart out, whether it be on a cardio machine, weights, um, there, there's, a, there's a hormone called nitric oxide or chemical called nitric oxide that opens up your veins. 
and it's, it's called vascu- um, vascular, you can call it vascular training. Mm-hmm. So your, your veins, so you see the guys who are very, they're vascular, basically your heart pumps that through, now you can get more blood f- through the system, you can get more oxygen through the system, you can recover faster. Mm-hmm. So now if we train the, the heart the same way on doing cardio or doing squats, see how many, how, how long it takes, can you improve your recovery time? Um, so when I do the test for um, for bodybuilders, I would do it on a treadmill or a row machine or an elliptical because that's or a stairmaster, depending on where they'll do it, do their um, uh, do their cardio. From there, I produce the program to help their heart to stress their heart out at a short period of time to help them recover, so that when they go back to their weightlifting, they can now match that so you never really do a test uh of uh, the guy for example squatting Uh, you always use cardio machine you never really do tests uh, on weights there are ways to do it on on um there are ways to do it on uh weights uh but there are other factors that will come into play just like for example muscle fatigue right conditioning and all that so so it might it might not be as accurate right it, it just has to be if I do it on the squat machine, for example, on the squat rack, then the next time we do it, we do it on the squat rack as well. We have to keep it nice and steady um, as much as we can. So there's a way to do it. You can do it with kettlebells as well. Um, it's just not as consistent, put it that mm. way. Okay. And uh, I will guess that the same thing will apply to uh, mixed martial arts, MMA uh, fighters, uh is a different type of reading, right? Correct. So we, we want to cater it towards that. So uh, mixed martial art, artists, um, boxers, we're looking at assault bike as well. That that will be more for their body and what they're training for. Assault bike would be more accurate for them. So once you have those numbers, you've done the test, uh, everything is good. Now you have those numbers. What is the follow-up conversation will be like? Is just sh- you showing the numbers, or based on those numbers, you're gonna have a bunch of recommendations on how to improve? I will have recommendations uh, based on that, uh, depending on their workout style as well. And so, I can I can talk to if they have a trainer already. I can talk to their trainer and make some recommendations, or I can make recommendations myself, uh, whether it be. Mix mix some cardio in with your workout, uh, or when you work out, make sure when you do an exercise, try to bring your heart rate up or down. Try not to let your heart rate go past this point, for example. So those will be the recommendations that I go through, uh, depending on the client that I'm speaking to. So if they want an actual uh, one month plan, actually the one month one month workout plan comes with my uh, the initial metabolic assessment with the initial active metabolic assessment so I give that to them as well uh, so they, they know what to do uh, but again, you don't you don't touch nutrition right for nutrition you have someone else work the, the nutrition because I am not a registered dietitian uh, I do have a registered registered dietitian an RD that works with me as well so what I do with that this is actually really cool I we send the report to the RD Artie gets that and they can make an actual meal plan. That is an extra $50 to get, actually $70 to get that done. Um, But 
they get the meal plan, they can actually click on a button to put it in their Amazon cart and their food can get shipped to them as well. Wow, nice. There, there is a way to do it. I only have two clients on it so far uh, because a lot of people would just see their, their meal plan and just, you know, maybe buy themselves, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if they want the ease of it, then it can be added to their Amazon cart. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, and um, is this the only plan you have, one, one month plan, or you, you have more? I, I do the one month plan that comes with the active metabolic assessment. And if they want more after that, they just pay for extra. Mm -hmm. uh, but you also have an option to just do the metabolic rate uh, yeah. and that's it, right? I mean, it, it comes with it. It comes with it anyway. All uh, right. So, okay. So there is not an ad hoc option to do just the test. Uh, they can do they can do just the test, but it's not going to give them a discount or anything. Yeah. So it is, it is a full package no matter what. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It comes with it. So might as well take advantage of it. If not, I'm there. One thing that I tell people is I have around I have around 30 clients that have done the test so far um, over the past three months uh, since I've come back to Dallas really I, I used to live in the Philippines long story behind that but when I came back I've, I've got my clients back in a lot uh, what I tell them is contact me whenever you have questions I will give you recommendations but please contact me all the time text me email me whatever so I can make sure I give you the right um, recommendations when we continue to move forward uh, because kind of like a doctor right right doctor then you, he won't give you he won't be able to give you recommendations so for for your type of follow-up work since you give some uh, recommendations you just mentioned try to keep your heart rate uh, up and, and and bring it down and things like that it's almost like mandatory to have a heart rate uh, with your client, right? You're gonna have to have. Correct. Yes, I do recommend that fully. Uh, I mean, honestly, the Apple Watch works for me. Uh, some people have the chest strap. Uh, I know Greg at Hidden Gym; he has one. Mm -hmm. uh, I use a something called a Skosh. It's a it's an arm strap as well that has that. So there's many different options to do that. Yeah, I remember talking to Greg. It, it, it took me. It took. A couple of months for him, for him, for him to convince me to buy a heart rate, because it, it just I don't like it, you know. Personally, uh, I don't like to, first. I don't like to work out with watch. I don't like to wear watch the whole day uh, because I'm on the keyboard, so it bothers me a lot. Uh, but I end up having uh, buying a, a, a chest strap just for the for the workout. There you uh, go. For the for the most part, uh, and after that, I I completely remove. And actually, just for the cardio, I don't even wear during weight training. I just wear during cardio, uh, just to to measure. Actually, I do have one client. I mean, he's a 17 year old um, guy, and of course, I can't tell him, "Hey, go ahead and spend 100, 200 dollars on a, on a watch," because his mom has to do that. <laughs> so I just gave him actually what he needs to do on the treadmill based on the test. So based on that, he doesn't need the heart rate monitor. I say, if you do this, I promise you, you will improve, period. So he, there, there are ways to do it without Okay, yeah, that's good to know. That's good to know for, for people that don't have one because they, there is a lot of things, right? There is, when you think about the investment that you have to do or people like me that just don't like wearing. Uh, so it's good to know that it, you are able to improve even if you are not closely monitoring. Right. 
and honestly, there, there are ways to improve your nutrition as well. After I take the, um, act- the resting metabolic assessment, there are ways to Im- improve it without going through the meal plan. But, of course, if you want to take the faster route, then do the meal plan. Right. No, yeah, of course. Uh, um, when you are doing the meal plan, talking about that, I know it's not a you, but the, the, the goal for someone that is trying to lose weight is always to be on negative as far as caloric intake. Caloric intake, you're looking at a five, five to 700 per day negative caloric intake, if possible. So based on how much they burn, if they, if they burn 2,000 a day, they should not be eating less than 1,400 calories. If you, well, you can, but what will happen if you do that for a few days, three or four days, what will happen, your body will start shutting down and you're, you're going to either be hungry or your energy level will decrease and we don't want that for anyone. Wait, so are you saying that um, if my metabolic rate is around 2,000, I need to be with a diet is around 1,400? So if I'm on 1,700, I'm not going to lose weight? because no. it's... You could lose weight, but it's just, again, at a slower pace. It could be at a slower pace. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how you're doing and also consistency. But well. but you you mentioned fatigue and things like that. Uh, uh, are you able to control that side effects? But because usually when you are very negative, you're gonna have those symptoms anyway for the most part until your body adjusts. So how you do to avoid that? Um, so I mean, you can take supplements, but again, that's that's called it's kind of like falsifying the energy of your of the body. Um, like pre workout, fat burners, things like that. Correct. Yeah. Uh, basically, caffeine, right? Yeah. Um, so what we're looking to do, what what I like to do is I make sure that they're at a five to seven hundred per day balance uh, in negative if they are trying to lose weight, and if they're not losing weight at that point, then there could be other factors that are holding them back, and those that's more for medical stuff eventually later on. Have you had cases where the person was doing everything that you recommended? They were negative on the calories intake, but they were just not losing weight at the same pace. Uh, and and you found out it, because it could be a hormonal problem, right? Uh, it, it it could be something like this, right? Thyroid or something. Exactly, it's exactly that, and that's that's the most common one. And you got hypothyroidism, uh, you got diabetes, you got um, all the uh, metabolic syndromes. Uh, that can that can happen to you. Um, just to, I'm going to go back a little bit. There are four things that are going to affect how you burn sugar versus fat. Uh, number one, your nutrition. You know that. Number two, your uh, exercise history, stress level, which is also related to the next one, which is hormones. So stress, I like to separate that because stress changes day by day, even hour by hour, and then your hormones because that depending male female uh your age if you've had kids and um and and your age right i mean it's clearly i'm i'm 46 and uh when i was prepping for shows when i was 40 it is completely different than with 45 uh, so age does make a big difference uh when you are trying to get in shape huge difference i mean that's that's the whole Another thing behind this is there's a whole psychology behind it as well because we just have to understand that uh, once they once people get above a certain age or 
certain level and their body won't respond anymore, one of the more important things to focus on is to what is your goal? If your goal is to compete and to be on the cover of a magazine, okay, let's get crazy on it. Uh, but if it's not, then let's just make sure that you're you're mobile, you're flexible. Um, so those are the things that we have to just make sure that people understand when when they're doing this metabolic test and what is your goal when you'd want to do this. Because yeah. if you just test just to do the test, we have to make sure that I I the recommendations that I put in place are in line with your your goals and expectations. That's that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's great. Uh, great conversation. So you, uh, are you at a hidden gym physically? I mean, if someone wants to do a test? We are. I mean, I'm not there um, all day, every day. I'm there three or four times a week. And based on appointments, I was there twice today. Uh, did a test there. Um, I think I'll be having another one sometime mid this week as well. Um, But if someone wants to schedule a test, they go through your website or how, how that works? You can go through my website, which is alamoelitehealth.com, uh, and go under services, metabolic tests, and they can contact me however there. Uh, there's a lot, bunch of pages on there where they, they can submit their information. I'll contact them, and then we'll figure out how to schedule them in. Mm -hmm. um, I do tests at other locations around the Metroplex as well, if needed. Okay. Okay. And... Uh, um When you are at Hidden, uh, you don't have an office there, right? You just are there uh, on appointment base, correct? Appointment basis, and if they see me with with clients and so forth, and that that's why. But I I do not house myself out of Hidden Gym. Okay, well that's uh, that's that was really a very insightful conversation, Ken. Thank you very much for you. your time. Uh, I learned a lot today, and I'm gonna schedule one with you because I never done this. I saw Greg doing on the assault bike. And uh, it looks pretty cool, <laughs> uh, and and he is uh, he encouraged me a lot many times to, for me to to do this because it's it's important. I, I think it's very important and uh, to understand uh, maybe the rest one actually. I'm I actually more curious to understand myself in rest than when I'm active. Because when you're active, you kind of feel, you have a feeling, right? How things are going, if you are burning or not. But what at rest, I have no idea. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and that, so at rest, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's schedule you in. And uh, I think I have a lot of fun doing this, a lot of fun explaining it, a lot of fun helping people understand their bodies. Um, it's not always easy because people will have a lot of questions and I will not have all the answers, but if I don't have an answer, I'm, I'm going to look for it. All right, cool. Ken, thank you very much for your time again uh, and hope to see you soon at Hidden. Yes, sir. We'll get in touch. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure to subscribe on YouTube podcast, uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, and uh, we have a lot more to come. Y'all take care. See you next time.